Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Bite Sized Cybercrime, the podcast where we talk about big cybersecurity news and small episodes. And today we have a huge story. A story that you probably heard even if you're not into cybersecurity. You may have heard of a little ride sharing service called Uber. If not, well, it's a service where you ask to be picked up and dropped off at a certain location, and someone just does that in their personal vehicle. Uber is great for visiting a new area and not wanting to rent a car, for getting around the city like you would in a taxi, and really any reason you need to drive but can't. However, one thing Uber apparently is not great at is cybersecurity. On Thursday, September 15th in the afternoon, a teenage hacker was able to gain access to Uber's IT systems, which includes, well, based on screenshots posted by the hacker, just about everything. Screenshots of the Slack server and email dashboard were posted. In fact, the hacker even posted in the Slack channel himself, bluntly saying, I announce I am a hacker and Uber has suffered a data breach. To which employees of Uber responded with memes and joke emojis, assuming this was a joke. But this was clearly no joke, as the kind hackers seem to have full access over the company's security software and Windows domain. With this type of access, the hacker could easily upload malware and allow it through the company's antivirus, and could even lock users out of their accounts if they so chose. The New York Times was the first to break the story, and they even spoke to the hacker themselves. According to what the person claiming responsibility said, they were able to compromise the ride-sharing giant via social engineering. Social engineering is simply a manipulation to get someone to share information with you that you are not supposed to have. The hacker texted an employee of Uber claiming to be part of corporate IT and persuaded the employee to reveal a password that allowed access to corporate IT systems. The hacker also flooded the employee with multiple multi-factor authentication requests and convinced the employee to accept one just to make them stop coming in. This is known as MFA flooding and it could be prevented by limiting the amount of MFA requests within a certain time span and locking out accounts after a certain amount of rejected requests. Phishing is a very popular tactic of hacking, as networks become harder to breach on their own, many users, whether they are technical or not, remain easy to manipulate. This is why I put so much emphasis on never handing over passwords or two-factor authentication codes and never clicking on shady links. You should always verify these things, even if you think you may sound stupid for asking. Where I work, I answer a lot of questions about whether or not an email is fake, but honestly it makes me feel happy that where I work people know the signs of phishing and are eager to report it. I always thank them, even if the email was legitimate, because if I make someone feel foolish and they decide not to report the next fake email but instead click on a link in it, I will have failed and there could be major repercussions. Anyways, back to Uber. According to cybersecurity researcher Corbin Leo, which was backed up by another researcher Kevin Reed, this password gave the hacker access to the company VPN, which is a ticket to the internal corporate network. The hacker was able to find scripts written in PowerShell on a network share folder that was unprotected that contained access management credentials. A script like this can be easily modified to give the hacker full IT access, even if they don't know much about PowerShell, which is what led to the total compromise of Uber. In some other scripts on the network folder, there were also emergency admin credentials written in plain text instead of being encrypted. It doesn't matter how secure or how long the password is. If it's written in plain text and anyone can copy and paste it, that's not a good practice. It should always be assumed that somehow someone will be able to access this from the outside and it should therefore be protected appropriately. Full IT access is a scary thing to have and it gives the hacker access not only to the Windows domain as I mentioned before, but AWS and the Google suite which provide various cloud services to Uber. They also had access to financial data and uploaded screenshots of everything as proof of access. But I haven't even gotten to the worst part yet. Chloe, this hacker had access to security controls, domain controls, cloud controls, and basically everything possible. 
How can it get any worse than that? You may be wondering, and that is a question I asked myself and was horrified to see the answer to. According to Yuga Labs, the hacker had access to Uber's HackerOne bug bounty program. A bug bounty is a deal offered by many websites where if someone finds and reports a security vulnerability, they will receive monetary compensation. It's a great way for ethical hackers to hack in a real-world environment and not get into any legal trouble, so long as they report the bug instead of exploiting it. These vulnerabilities are privately disclosed and confidential until they can be fixed, for obvious reasons. Yet the hacker claimed to have downloaded all the vulnerability reports before losing access to Uber's systems, including those that had not been fixed yet. So now Uber is forced to scramble and patch the vulnerabilities before they are inevitably leaked on the internet. And if they are leaked before they're patched, that means future hacks are gonna happen. So why did this happen to Uber? Well, if the hacker is 18 years old, I'm inclined to believe it was just for fun. Despite having a ridiculous amount of access that should have absolutely never been given to anyone, it is unknown how much damage has actually been done, and the hacker admitted that Uber was a target because security was just so weak. But there was no lingering malware in Uber's systems, and none of the data was ransomed. Heck, even the client-facing app is still completely accessible, and user data wasn't accessed as claimed by Uber. That's why I don't think this is necessarily some kind of criminal attack trying to get money out of Uber and just a kid messing around with hacking skills. But this doesn't make the situation any less terrifying. With that level of access, it could have been worse, and who's to say it's not going to get worse if no changes are made? This never should have happened, and there are multiple failures on Uber's end. The PowerShell script that allowed the hacker to easily manage access control should not have existed, or it should have been protected if it was there. There should have been separate authentication requests for every admin portal accessed, and there should have been a limit on the amount of multi-factor authentication requests submitted within a certain time frame, and a certain amount of rejects should have locked the account temporarily until the real IT could get a hold of the employee to unlock it. That employee then should have been instructed to change their password and re-educated on never sharing their password. There should have been a third-party security team auditing the security, and the in-house security team likely wasn't being listened to, as I can't imagine any security team wanted any of this to happen, as this is all basic. But despite the failures, this could have happened to anyone. Many organizations have poor security controls like Uber, and it's only a matter of chance that Uber was hit and they were not. I hope this is taken as a lesson that even the simplest of attacks like phishing can be catastrophic for a business. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite-Sized Cybercrime. All the information I've stated is accurate as of the day of recording, Saturday, September 17th, 2022. I have updated the script as new information was revealed. I'd like to thank the Hacker News, Bleeping Computer, the New York Times, and No Techie for information regarding this major hack. My name is Chloe Donis, and until next time, stay secure!